0: Right, so look, we're back. As you know, we've all been out here battling this whole COVID-19 crisis. I want to hit the club. I want to travel. You know, I want to cuddle with my thing that's on a flight on his way here right now to L.A. <laughs> uh, but we are here. Damage and I are here. Blue is not here because she's not feeling well, so we send her our love. But, you know, Damage, look, I've been in the house, as many of us have, because now the state of California is on lockdown. Uh, there's nowhere to go. You can't even eat outside. The numbers keep going up. ICU beds are full. The governor in California is saying that he doesn't believe that people should go outside, but yet he's been at a party with no mask. The president is, evict- <laughs> is, evi- is evicted now. Uh, it's, fo- it's formal that he's being evicted. And so, Damage, how are you spending your life? Because, bro, I can't handle this anymore.
1: Man, I feel like the end of times right now, but I'm feeling good. Um, it's unfortunate that the COVID uh, rates are going up and up and up, and it's shutting all the cities down. Even the cities that were open a little bit, they started to shut those down. All the cities but Atlanta. Atlanta's still on fire. So um, I guess we're going to have to visit, visit the A, Jason.
0: No, I'm not visiting no A. I ain't visiting no D.C. <laughs> I ain't visiting Philly. No disrespect to Philly. I just at this point believe that Atlantians think that COVID does not exist in Atlanta. I think they think it exists in Miami, California, and mm-hmm. New York. But Atlanta, what is happening? I mean, you ain't at the show Well, up. well they, they said the COVID rates
1: are down in Atlanta. So whatever they're doing, they're doing it the right way. Like no one's getting it. I don't know if they're not testing as many people, but from what I'm hearing, the COVID rates are down in Atlanta. Last I heard,
0: people are getting booked and flew out to Atlanta. I saw my girl, <laughs> shout out to Sky. Sky, you know I love you, but Sky is on a world tour right now, hosting clubs and getting her money. She is sipping her Ciroc. She has no mask on, and I'm like, girl, now you know you can't come to my house for 14 days when you get back to California because at this point, I I believe that they have sprayed more Coronas. In the air for people to become super spreaders and I am terrified. Even the person here, even the person here fixing shit in my house, he coughed yesterday. I was like, nah, nigga, nah, uh, uh. Uh-uh. I'm
1: terrified. So, for the for the for New Year's, are you going to Atlanta? Or are you just saying no? Like that sounds like a vibe. New Year's ATL. Everybody, the whole country is going to be in that one town.
0: You yeah. going? I'm not going to Atlanta if Tyler Perry told me that I could put him in the Medea dress and make a 10% fee for showing up at uh, Bojang. (laughs) No, hell no, I'm not. But what I will tell you is I am am here today to be vulnerable and share with our audience something that I am struggling with uh, because I believe in full transparency. Um, I have developed an addiction during COVID Mm. and I am embarrassed by it. And I am sad to even have to talk about it tonight because I am i am a pretty cool, responsible guy who's been mm-hmm. fighting addictions all his life, but I am now addicted to Clubhouse. You do better, Jason. Do better. So it
1: gets you, the notification it gets you, it'd be three in the morning, like ping, and you feel like you got to go in and listen. I
0: get it. That Clubhouse I, is addictive. I turned off my notifications and I'm <laughs> still addicted. And let me tell you why how bad it is, okay? I did gagging with Jason Lee for like two hours and 45 minutes. The 45 minutes was of my gag nation fighting with one another over who knew me before I knew me. That was a mess in itself. But, but I after I got out of there, it was about 9.45, I said, you know, I'm going to go lay down. I'm really tired. I haven't had a nap. Uh, bro, I was on Clubhouse from 9.45 to 4.35 in the morning. Doing what? <laughs> Talking. Just what talking. Are you talking about. Oh, we were talking. We went from sexuality, of course, to an opportunity <laughs> and branding. And I hopped in the room with the game and was talking to him. Then I slid over and talked to Sway Lee. I mean, I was on there talking to everybody. And I will tell you that um, Clubhouse. If you are on this app, you will ruin your life if you do not put guardrails around how you participate. And I think this almost goes with all social media, but it also gave me an epiphany on my addiction to porn that Mm. I have no self-control when it comes to indulging in porn. So I think the web and the Internet and just social media in general is just it's just not a healthy playground, at least not for me. I I have no self-control.
1: Now, I feel you. I mean, you get sucked into a live conversation on Playhouse and there's all types of cool people and
0: influencers and everybody it, got their bios it, up there. It, it ain't Playhouse. It's Clubhouse. And that's the problem. We've been turned to Clubhouse into a Playhouse.
1: No, I, I've been seeing some wild. That's why I stopped going on for a little, bi- a little while, because it's a lot of wild rooms in there talking about, like, where the hoes at. And it started to feel like Black Planet back in the day. So I'm, I'm kind of taking a break right now. But I can see how you could be addicted. I had to take a break.
0: Damage, I'm going to reveal something to the audience. I have not taken a bath today. <laughs> I have not combed. Because my. of clubhouse? I I am exhausted. I went to bed at 435. You know, when you, when you get off of clubhouse <laughs> at 435, you still got to roll over, toss and turn, find the cool spots in your bed, make sure the lights are off, turn your phones on silent. So there's still preparation. So 445, I'm probably asleep. And I had to get up. For work today because my team comes over today is a late day so they start at nine thirty but that means we start at nine thirty so I got to get up make my cream of wheat you know so by the time I get up at nine o'clock hit downstairs check my clubhouse to make sure I didn't miss anything you know, that, <laughs> that, that crack was itching when I woke up and then to go start my day bro I was tired I'm still tired now and I didn't make it to the gym today. Mm. The messed up thing about Clubhouse is we're talking about it and
1: everybody can't be on it. You got to be invited. So for all the people that's watching this, if you haven't been invited to Clubhouse yet, um, feel okay. Because you can be addicted and then you're listening to it to four in the morning and you're looking a little tired for work like Jason. People are...
0: When you say I look tired, I didn't think I looked tired. I, you I, said you said you feel tired. I'm just you know, co signing what I, you said. I said I, I said I felt tired. I didn't say I look tired. I think with no, that, you I, look great, Jason. No, I'm, I, I didn't mean that. You look, you look, I mean, you, <laughs> you know, look I like you got I, all the rest. I do got some good lighting over here. If this light ain't making me look good enough, add them by another motherfucking light put it on top of this camera. That <laughs> shit right here, you know. But no, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm tired. I have house shoes on. Uh, let me give you some shoe cam. I have uh, Uggs on. I refuse to even put on shoes this morning. But I will say, Clubhouse is cool. Do not go there. People are on crack selling their uh their invitations for $1,000. Bro. And I know this is free promo. I know. But I'm just saying, I'm only telling you this as a way of helping all of you out. Because as exciting as it is, do not... Go on that app if you do not have self-control. I have had to have my team today. I said, look, I need an intervention. I need you to take the pipe out of my hand. <laughs> I, need to, I need to have a clubhouse strategy. And I think we should have boundaries with everything. So, you know, social media is addicting. And even with Instagram, I changed my settings where you can't DM me anymore because I was getting too many DMs. And, mm. you know, I'm talking, I'm talking to somebody now. I think I, may, I think I may have found somebody that I like a lot. Well, I know I found somebody that I like a lot, but I think I found somebody that I'm really going to spend a lot of time with. And so I, I just want to make sure I have no distractions from social media as well.
1: Now, how do you feel about the people recording the conversation on Clubhouse? Because I've seen a couple interview I don't call them interviews, a couple discussions that happen on Clubhouse. I see them posted later on Twitter and then, you know, social media get a hand of it and start sending it everywhere. How do you feel about that?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I started a whole room that said, uh, do you think recording conversations on clubhouse is a problem? <laughs> I'm telling you, I am in the-, Turn all the, forums. listen, as soon as I see some crackheads pop up with some crack, I'm on it with a solution. But anyhow, uh, I started a conversation with hundreds and hundreds of people that came in that room. I think we had about 1200 people that came in that room and, uh, Tiffany Haddish popped in and we had a conversation about it. And basically what I said is you will never beat the internet. The internet will always win. Anything that you do in public, it should not be expected to be private. And that if you say something on, su- on social media, you can't take it back. And it, you don't even have to worry about me lurking in the room because I'm not there to uh, find the tea because y'all are stupid enough to put the tea out anyway. This was a conversation that came out of, for people that don't know, academics. He's a guy who does what I do. Um, and uh, and uh, Meek Mill got into it in a room that 21 Savage started. And Meek Mill basically threatened him. And a lot of people in there were discrediting him and saying that, you know, he fuels a lot of rap beefs that end up getting people allegedly getting people murdered or hurt. And so they had a lot to say about that. There were over 5,000 people in this room having this conversation. There were people on the stage having this conversation. But, you know, with 5,500 people in the room, you don't know who's listening. And it ain't even me or Angie or anybody else that does what we do. It's just the people in the audience mm-hmm. are recording and it. I think that celebrities just have to let go of the idea that we're going to maintain their privacies. You know, when you're a public figure and you put it out for public consumption, it is what the fuck it is. Do you feel like
1: y'all get blamed a lot? Like for things that happen like that? Well, clearly there's just somebody that's listening, and recording, and screen recording. Cause it's very easy, but do you feel like they try to put the blame on you or other platforms
0: because of that? Always because the problem with these people is that I figured out how to make their business a business. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was saying, I did an interview yesterday with Adam22 over at No Jumper. Shout out to him and his team. And what I said to them, and what you'll hear me say in the interview, is that, you know, all these rappers will be irrelevant before I will. I will I will be at the top of the mountain when all their careers fade because I talk about what's current in the times. Their music changes and isn't current. Their clothes change and isn't current. Their guts and their butts change and are not current. I will always be relevant and their business will always be news from whether they have a kid to when they die. I will always, Hollywood Unlocked will always be relevant. And so, yeah, I think we always get blamed because everybody needs a, a scapegoat. You know what I mean? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I guess I'm, I guess I'm that scapegoat. So it's all good though.
1: You've been doing this a while. I'm curious. What do you think is the average career lifespan is for artists now, right? Like how long do you think they go before they're not relevant
0: anymore? Are we talking about Tinashe or are we talking about Beyonce? I'm talking about it leave Tanasha alone, man. No, I mean, I'm just trying to like I'm sure I, I'm only using that as a spec. Okay, are we talking about Lil Boosie badass, or are we talking about Jay-Z? Well,
1: Boosie going on 40 years in the game. let's talk about somebody like Danny Lay. Like a Danny Lay or the Baby. I don't
0: know. I don't, like what's No, I know I do like Danny Lay. I do like Danny Lay, but look at what, what do you think is the, the average but lifespan is my, now that's for artists? We we don't talk about Danny Lay unless she's booed up with little with the baby little baby. With the baby. It's so many babies yeah. in the game. We do not <laughs> talk about Danny Lay unless she's with the baby. And uh, wait, is that what she with? Yeah. Yeah, the baby. You're right. We don't talk about her. We don't talk about her music. We talk about her when she pushes her mom in the pool. We talk about her when she's labud up with her uh with her baby, no pun intended. You know what I mean? So, like, how long is her musical career gonna be on? You no, know, I'm just saying,
1: period. Just now that you know you've been doing this for a while, you report on people's lives. How long do you think the average lifespan of an artist is today? And I just brought up Danny Lay as an example.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I use all the artists, right? The, that, when you say artists, there's a wide spectrum of artists. You got Jay-Z and Kanye. You you know, Kanye, no matter how much you don't like him or his politics, he can't be canceled. The culture is going to always buy into his shit because he does put out good music and he does put out good clothing, except for those holy ass shoes that I don't have a pair of. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think that's a question for the consumers. If you are listening to the show, we'd love to hear you. Just comment in the chat room, I mean, in the uh, comments or, you know, let us know on Twitter what you think. I personally think that the uh, artists nowadays are, are whack in comparison to the legends that I'm used to and the people that we, you know, we idolize today, like a Beyonce or a Rihanna, who are both icons in their own making in music. But in terms of rap, I mean, I really don't know if there is a rapper or rap group that will be here 10 years from now. What about five years from now? You think they make it even to five years these days? Not if they don't cut their testicles, all these fucking babies they're having with all these women. I mean, future is like on baby, what, 16 at this point? He can afford it. Well, we (laughs) don't know his finances. He's not touring. Most artists that have 360 deals make their money off of touring and and club appearances, you know, and they ain't making money. It's been a whole year. If you are not sitting on multi-millions or billions of dollars like your money has been burning up you got staff cars maintenance home Mm -hmm. just you know uh child support you ain't got no money so i don't really know
1: yeah i feel for the artist future definitely got the bread though he's one of those artists that passed that threshold that's getting multi-million dollar deals but i feel for everybody that's in entertainment right now because like you said outside entertainment is shut down and that's how a lot of people make their money it's a hurt piece
0: I'm not into counting other niggas' money. I don't know what they got. I know one thing: I show sure am looking at you on Instagram though. And if y'all start wearing the same shoes every day or the same clothes, you can't—you can't have a wash machine. I can't. If you're wearing the same shit, money's probably tight. But look, I'm gonna tell you who is not going to have, uh, uh you know, a good year this year, and it's this man <laughs> that died. You know, he died somewhere in—it was it in Trinidad. Okay, this man died in Trinidad. Now, let me set this up. A deceased man was recently banned from attending his own funeral after his family brought him into church sitting upright in a chair in, versus in a casket. Now, this guy was 29 years old and he was killed in Trinidad and Tobago alongside his dad um, inside their house. And so, after the passing, his body was embalmed and then he was sitting in, in a sitting position and placed on a chair. Now, let me show you what it looked like, real quick. This is a photo. Just so you know we didn't make it up. That man sitting there with the salmon, not salmon, for you niggas in the south. In that in that salmon jacket and in white pants with them glasses. By the way, he looks like R. Kelly from where I'm sitting. It's so far away. No disrespect to the dead. I don't want to piss nobody off. He was sitting up at his own funeral and now people are mad. What do you think? I I I don't it. get it. Sick.
1: I don't think I, i've seen this before so i've seen on social media um i think this happened with uh Shorty love where they'll take the casket and they'll ride around town and take them through the strip clubs and everything so i've seen something like this before never have i seen somebody dead and embalmed the place to sit down at their own funeral i just don't get the logic of it now if you want to give them a, a last little turn-up party i've seen people in that situation they have strippers come on and, and dance with the dead but i've seen some weird stuff But to have him sit at his own funeral is what I'm not understanding what the takeaway is. Maybe I need to talk to the family. I don't know. I don't know if
0: I want to be sitting dead at my own funeral. And and I'll tell you, just to be keeping 100, like I have an issue with death in general. I have an issue with funerals. I can barely even go to a funeral, let alone go to a funeral. And I'm sitting next to the dead nigga who is suited and booted and look like put the picture back up. Now, listen, I don't know why they had him sitting up looking like he was on his way to his cousin's cookout. But I will tell you, this: I know we love our family members. I don't have anybody that I love that much that I want to embalm them and sit them next to me at their own funeral. I think it's pretty sick. And I also go on and say that I don't know if this is a cultural thing. Now, I'm not shaming anybody in the islands. If you're in the islands, please educate us in the comments, because I don't know if this is a cultural thing. But uh, or if it was like even if it was something left in his will. I don't believe in honoring everything in somebody's real will. My mother died. She wanted to be uh, her ashes. She wanted to be cremated. She wanted her ashes thrown in the ocean. What did we do? We burnt her ashes. We, we, we cremated her. We burned her ashes. And then we drove to this really dope place to pour her ashes. But guess what happened? The wind blew. And it blew Jeez. some of the ashes back. And the idea of your mother's ashes covering like, No, no. That in itself was hard. But the fact that you're sitting there, you're embalmed, blood might come out your nose. or That don't work like that. You know it don't work like that. Excuse me. I have seen, well, my my grandmother, she didn't get embalmed. Maybe that's why blood came out her nose. She didn't want to be embalmed. And my family, they went ahead with that sick shit. My Italian grandmother, it was some crazy white Mm. people shit. But I will say that if your family member says that their wishes are to come to their own funeral, dressed up, with their leg cocked up and sunglasses on while sitting next to people or in front of people, bro, you just got to say, okay. And then when they die, don't do it. But maybe we got it all wrong.
1: Maybe at funerals, maybe like, let's think about it. We go to a funeral, we go and we see the dead body and it's laying down in a casket. Maybe if it was sitting upright, it would be more of a, a less blow for some people. I don't know. Maybe it might be something to that. If you go to a funeral and you walking down the aisle and the person that's deceased is sitting there in front of you looking relaxed, fly like my man was. Maybe you have a different vibe at the funeral. I'm just saying. We got to yeah. look at different angles here. I,
0: I will have a different vibe. Bye, niggas. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. Uh, my vibe is in the car. I'm out. No, nah, I'm not I'm not with it. All right, well, listen. I'm going <laughs> to tell you what else I'm not with. I've been in the process of considering whether or not I would have a kid. You know, I know yeah. that I'm a great father. I'm very patient. Um <laughs> Everybody in the studio smiling and you're laughing. <laughs> but either way, you know, I'm, I'm growing more patience for the idea of having a kid or a dog or, you know, a partner, something that lives and breathes in my house. And then this story happened. There was a six year old boy who um, he charged his mother's credit card for, uh, with $16,000 worth of video games. Now, this is why I, I had to slow down in my idea of having a kid. You have a kid damaged. This six year old boy was in trouble after he charged his mother's credit card with $16,000 and a couple more change worth of video games from the app store. And I guess this woman is a real estate broker and she's been at home and not really working due to the pandemic. So she realized in the month of July that her, her son had bought a bunch of add-ons to his phone, you know, to, mm-hmm. to the phone and these boosters for his favorite video game, Sonic Forces. So some of the boosters are like a dollar 99 or 99 or 99 99. And so, in one day, this kid, his badass, spent damage over twenty five hundred dollars in new charges to his mother's phone.
1: You know what? This happened to me for fifty dollars. This my son does this every once in a while, every few months.
0: But you gonna notice fifty dollars? How does unemployed broker sitting at home broke don't notice that he didn't ran up? He didn't. He didn't ran it up sixteen thousand two hundred ninety three dollars and ten motherfucking cents.
1: That's what I'm saying. I blame, I blame the parent because I, I don't know what kind of credit card she have. My credit card app starts sending you a notification when you start spending too much. So you're gonna know. You're gonna know. And why would you even leave your credit card hooked up to a video game that your little son is on? You know, like so he has the option to keep every time he loses, because he's probably what four years old. He probably sucks at
0: the game. He keeps reloading and buying stuff. I don't get why she did that. And if you're laying up in the bed with a man, ladies, I know you have to have your Apple Pay connected to your email so that way you get alerts. This nigga could be buying Plan B for all the tricks he didn't hit off at Magic City since Atlanta and closed. You should be looking at how your phone is charging things. Now I'm going to tell you who owes me about $2,500, and that's uh, title. I accidentally subscribed to that to get a song <laughs> one time, and a year later I was spending $25 a month, and I didn't Damn. even use it. Want to use it and didn't even know how to take it off of my phone. But in, in this case, I will say, I don't know about you, but if you were my kid, you would have got your ass whooped. And and now apparently she went to Chase to, to try to get this off. And that the, the Chase bank confirmed with Apple that they were her charges. And so now she's stuck with the bill. Yeah, so, you're gonna be stuck. I, you're gonna be stuck. It came from your household, came from your child. You're gonna be stuck with that. You're gonna eat that. Oh no, I'm gonna talk about eating. That kid would be eating cheese and water. He'd be going to school with uh, borrowed shoes from payless and wearing clothes that his sister used to wear. He motherfucker be dressed up like a whole transgender at school. Because you know what? At the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, if I'm not gonna get my money back, everything I was gonna invest in you, your college fund, your prom uh, your 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 funeral, everything I invested in your future, bitch, is gonna go back to the sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog, or whatever, the <laughs> you know. But anyway, listen, uh, parents, y'all got to do a better job. And you know what? Maybe now that I think about it, maybe it's her dumbass fault. How you? It's didn't her know fault. You? But this is the problem: parents are letting their kids in damage. I'm sorry if I'm saying something that strikes you odd, because I don't know if this is you, or one of those parents. Some of y'all are busy parents. Y'all be letting these video games babysit your kids, and That's then when true. they run it up, then when they it's run true. it up. You know what I mean? So um, it could, could she, does she, you think she shares some of the responsibility? No, she got to
1: share some of the responsibility. One, because you left the credit card on there, so he charged something once and you was okay with it. So once he's seen that you were okay with one, he charged up more. But you said she was working from home, Jason, and I already know it's me working from home in the studio that we got built right here. My son could be in the other room doing whatever, you know, when you're trying to get some work done. And that's usually what they do. They're glued into the game or YouTube, and they start spending money. My son spent fifty dollars on me like that one time. I had to give him a little pow pow, but he learned his lesson after that. Sixteen thousand dollars? I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen to my son if he spends sixteen thousand dollars.
0: Well, speaking of glue, let me tell you who almost got some glue in her hair. Um, <laughs> this woman, her name is Kendra Sutherland. She almost got some come in her hair because she was allegedly air sucking off the CEO of Instagram. Now, I love Instagram and I love playing with Instagram, no pun intended, and using Instagram. But a porn star, y'all be letting these porn stars on here. One girl, she didn't try to ruin little Baby's life. These porn stars are out. of Porn Stars Gone Wild is a new show that somebody needs to produce. These porn stars are ruining the culture. Because now Kendra trying to fuck up Instagram. You know, she's a porn star who's known for filming a masturbation scene. Uh, at uh, Oregon Oregon State's University Library. And she has uh, had her 2.2 million follower account removed from Instagram. Now, I'm going to tell you, we have 2.4 million. I have lost my account at 1.2 million. Y'all know how we went through the three or four months with no Instagram account. Y'all think I'm on crack from Clubhouse. I was having (laughs) withdrawals from not being able to be on Instagram. And so she had her account that has 2.2 million followers removed after joking about sucking off the CEO, Adam Mosseri, who was married with three boys, sucking his penis. And, and Adam has been like a really dope advocate for the culture. He's created a lot of inclusive programs over at Instagram, like the Buy Black and Share Black Stories. He's a part of the whole Facebook network where they've created black creators program that we're a part of here at hollywood unlocked so they're doing a lot of good things and i know one thing that will get your instagram taken away if you do anything sexual and i think if you have 2.2 million followers and you're getting gang banged out in a library in oregon state you probably shouldn't say that you're sucking off the ceo those of you that think i'm bullshitting again or i'm just trying to say this <laughs> just to have fun you take a look at the video you have motherfucking sound. Hey, guys, I just want to let you know I'm not deleted yet. I'm batshit crazy. I might be sucking off the CEO of Instagram, but whatever it is, I'm here
2: to stay.
0: Ah. So do you think the girl should have been deleted from Instagram? Because I don't know. I'm torn.
2: Let
1: me tell you something. Adam didn't do this. Adam's wife did this. You said he got three kids and he's married. This is the first time you've seen the CEO's wife step in. And really handle business. That's who deleted that account, and I'm wondering how are porn stars being affected by this COVID pandemic? Because it seems like they're going real crazy right now on Instagram, like trying to get their cloud up. And I thought, if anything, the sex workers would be a one squared away good during the pandemic
0: um exactly chatterbait uh only fans they get their money don't think these porn stars aren't running it up and honestly at this point she probably just uses her instagram for branding purposes i'm sure all her money's coming from only fans or you know the clinic that she she donates a lot of her time to but either way adam you know for him to get and, and by the way this ain't our adam she ain't sliding hollywood a lot adam's talking <laughs> about sucking nothing off this is the ceo of instagram and i think you know when you have these accounts i don't know if she was verified was she verified was the account verified well either way when you have that level of following you end up becoming a partnered account or managed account so you have a representative helping you uh not get in trouble or get out of trouble but i think once you say you're gonna suck off the ceo you send a piercing message (laughs) no pun intended uh (laughs) that that they have to keep their community safe you know because then where are the boundaries who else are you gonna suck off you know whenever you feel like you know, having the nut.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like that story didn't hit the boys' school and everything. They like your dad is probably pretty cool. You know, I think I think he might have got some cool points from his sons with that. I'm not gonna lie. They probably went to school. was like we heard your dad was messing with that one. And even though it ain't true, that's a cool little rep to have with your with your kids right
0: there. But Adam, the only question for you is why didn't you delete Lil Boosie when he went on Instagram and said that he had a grown woman and he paid her to suck his 12-year-old son off? I mean in all fairness to her, I mean, I'm not here to advocate for what she said, but this is a problem when you're using your authority to discipline certain people and not discipline Mm -hmm. others. You know what I mean? And I personally think Mm -hmm. that Lil Pussy should have been removed from social media after he made that proclamation. It sends a very uh, um, confusing message to people who are watching you and listening to you and wanting to know what you're doing uh, and why you're doing what you're doing when you're not holding people equitably accountable. This young, pretty girl, who's probably depending on her social media to make her money and get her vagina banged out, now is unemployed in the midst of a pandemic while this rapper is sitting over here propagating pedophilia. What's happening, Adam? I don't know. I want to be your friend because I do not want to get deleted, but I just need to know, why is Boosie still on Instagram?
1: Mm. mm, questions we need answers to, but like I said... Adam didn't do this. Adam's wife did this. The reason that girl ain't got an account, Adam's wife was like, oh no, let me step up. Let me show you what I do as the CEO's wife. She's gone. She's never going to have
0: an Instagram again. I promise you. Well, Facebook's representative has given us a statement. Uh, Well, not us, but the people. They said, this account violated our policies and and we've now removed it. This person has no connection to executives at our company and claims that she received preferential treatment are baseless. And so- Uh, uh, the girl, the, the porn star, she told the daily beast and she of course had to release her official statement, probably through a PR. I'm not really sure exactly if that's why I was also going crazy on live yesterday, doing things I know I shouldn't have and was just drunk and didn't care. I'm guessing that's why I would be surprised if the other reason why was because I said in such a jokey manner. I never even really knew who the CEO of Instagram was or anything. I've never met this person before in my life. I think she took responsibility. That's more than what Boosie has. Put the girl back on Instagram, restrict her account like you've done ours for like 60 days uh, (laughs) and then let her do her thing, okay? She'll be fine. All right, well, enough of soul sucking uh, news. There is something good out there. There is something good out there and I really like stories like this. And you know, recently this week, I had people telling me why they love gagging with Jason Lee, and then they started criticizing this show because they they like me to spill the tea. Let me explain something to you about evolution as a people. We have to allow ourselves to grow. I have grown at Hollywood Unlocked. I now want to use my platform for recklessness and for good, for information and inspiration. And fucking somebody's bag up, okay? That's why I want to use Hollywood Unlocked. Early on, if you've been watching this show, I said I'm a cross between Oprah and Wendy Williams with a penis. So gagging with Jason Lee is Wendy, and sometimes Wendy spills over here, but Oprah shows up too, and right now it's a story that touched me personally. But there was a former gang member named Teacher of the Year in Missouri. Now, this former gang member was named Teacher of the Year by the Department of Education. His name is Darion Cockrell. And um, he works as a gym teacher at Crestwood Elementary. So I want to shout him out. And this is a school in St. Louis. He says that he started from the bottom as a 6 Deuce 87 Kitchen Crip gang member during his youth. And, you know, he received the award back in October and he spoke about his upbringing during the acceptance speech. Now, he says, I was born to a drug addicted mother who had two of her six kids by the age of 16. And my father was murdered when I was four. And I began my journey in and out of the foster care system not long after my sixth birthday. Now, what I love about this is that it really the story humanizes the fact that, yes, people that are gang members are from the inner cities. And yes, they may have chosen an environment of, uh, you know, this camaraderie with other guys or girls that they grew up with as a way of supporting them, but everybody has a backstory. And so the fact that they were able to honor him and give him the platform to humanize him as a gangbanger or former gangbanger and now turned teacher. I think it's amazing. And, and also this was the touching part of it all, because this is, I think where he gave his flowers to his teachers. He, while giving the speech, he also thanked the physical education teachers that he had when he was in school who motivated him to improve his life. Uh, he said at 10 years old, he joined the gang and hated school, But those educators took the time to get to know him. So full circle, he came back to becoming an educator and helping kids. And so people are conflicted on whether or not a person who has been a gang member or been convicted should be a teacher. And I say, who better to serve Mm -hmm. as an example to kids these days and to connect with them than somebody who's actually lived the life that a lot of these at-risk kids are are living. And so I want to say to this teacher, Darian. Man, shout out to you and everything that you're doing because you are an example. And I promise you, your story is going to change some kids' lives. I think you summed that up really great, Jason, honestly. And to the rest of you Darians out there and the Darnishas, if you are out there doing the work and have yes. lived your life and have re, um, you know, um, rehabilitated yourself and you find yourself being in a position where you can help kids, all of us have some responsibility to give back. My book, God Must Have Forgotten About Me, was my way of doing it. And hopefully, you know, I just bought 50 books for kids in a group home out here in Southern California. And I want all the kids out there and people who have kids at risk who want to help them get the book. And the book's not it's probably on sale at this point because I don't even know how much they're selling it for. But get the book. God must have forgotten about me. I'm going to put the link up right here and give that book to a kid so they could change their life. I'm not a teacher, but I'm going to do what I could do. You may not be a teacher. Do what you could do. Shout out to Darian, man. You a real one.
1: All right, y'all, it's time for another Hollywood hookup. And I got to put y'all on to Care Of. Now, Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with customized vitamin plans that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term.
0: And listen, I use care to help me with my vitamin plan coming out of that surgery room because, you know, I want uh-huh. to weight and I'm down 96 pounds and healthy in parts to care.
1: You know why? Because it's all high quality. All of Care ofs products are formulated with good for you clean ingredients that are backed by science. Now Care of is super transparent about the research, the sourcing everything behind each and every one of their
0: products. Now what's really important and why I chose to use Care because I could have just went over to CVS or Walgreens and just bagged a bunch of vitamins. I wanted to make sure that while I started my fitness and health journey, that I really made sure I got the right vitamins for my needs. When you lose a significant amount of weight, you got to make sure that you have the right iron, the right calcium, the right vitamin uh, C. And also for me on the go all the time, the right vitamin B12. And so care of was something that I look to as, you know, a-, a source in helping me get on my way.
1: Exactly. And I'm going to tell you how you can get on your way by taking the online quiz. So care of's in that five-minute online quiz asks you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. Now, Kerov's holistic online quiz is like getting a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist, all without leaving the comfort of your home.
0: Yeah. And you know what? That's convenient for people like me who's used to always being on the go and now not having that issue in my life. I got more time to sit down, take five minutes of my day to take care of myself. Exactly. Now we know there
1: might be few holiday parties this year, but the season is just hectic overall. Help manage the holiday stress in a healthy way by adding care of supplements to your routine. It's very important. So I think, Damage, you should tell everybody how to take care of themselves. I got you. Look, for 50% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the code Unlock 50. That's TakeCareOf.com
0: and enter the code Unlock 50. Yep, that's how you start to take care of yourself. And that's your Hollywood hookup. All right, so I want to welcome back a friend to the show. He's been here before, Yahoo Blackwell. Uh, Welcome back.
2: Hey, what's up? What's up? Good to see y'all. You
0: know, know, these COVID streets got us a little disconnected, not like last time where we get to be in the same room, but it's good to see you look like you've been in the gym. I mean, you look fit then, but you look like you've been out like some Rocky type cutting wood down type shit.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, uh, the pandemic didn't stop nothing over here.
0: Okay. So look, I have a question. Since you've been here, I've lost a hundred pounds or 96 pounds and I grew a beard. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know what beard oil to you, but since Uh-oh. you got a beard that looks healthy, how, what do I need to do to keep this thing right?
2: So, all right, so the key is drinking greens. Ah. Yes. Really? Yeah. Some I- people thought it's the oil. The oil just help you, like, you know, brush through it and all that stuff real good. But the key is drinking greens. If you drink greens, it makes the, the hair grow.
1: Now, wait a minute now, because now mine's don't grow on the side. Right here. So you you damn, feel like if I drink some greens, this will start coming in.
2: Cause I'm trying to get my full Sunni in. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to that's the key. If you um it's called maximum vibrance. Mm. It'll get you okay,
0: right. But, but damn it, you can't come into the show and have a beard and not have a beard. It'd be like the beard gang. It'd be a whole different situation. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to come through with it. I like I'm trying to exfoliate. i am trying to do everything to get the to grow on the size. You see, this is baby. I'm still nineteen <laughs> yeah.
2: right here. Yeah, the so green's the door. The green's adore. the door. it definitely helped it grow in.
0: So if you've been following the show for a while, who has been here before. We all know he is a, a world champion boxer. He's not, uh, he's somebody you don't want to run up in the streets because he can knock you all the way out. But also what captivated us last time in a lot of the comments was that you're also a real savvy businessman. But like me, you've had many lives. You know what I mean? You've been a police right. officer. You know, right. now you have this new venture going out. And so- uh the first thing I think about when I think of you is just kind of your journey. Um and for people who may just be tuning in to you, walk us through how you, what what led you to boxing in the streets of uh Baltimore.
2: Um I started boxing because um I had seen Mike Tyson fight. Yeah. And um yeah. and they had announced um what he was making that night. And I was like, oh shit. So I was like, yo. That's it. I knew that was the way, the way out. And, um, you know, I asked my mother, could I, could I start, you know, participating in combat sports?
0: We recently just saw Tyson come back from, um, retirement, Mm -hmm. him and Roy Jones Jr. They, they got it in. You know, I Mm -hmm. said it looked like my two drunk uncles up there fighting, no disrespect to the champs, but (laughs) when you saw that, what did you think? Were you happy to see them both boxing or were you like, uh, y'all should just stay in retirement?
2: You know, I'm I'm actually good friends with Roy. So, um, It was it was good to see them back out there because you know I know how it is to like um, you ain't did something in so long so you know it it just it was good to see them out there it, it they definitely old <laughs> but they definitely old but it was still good to see them you know um, you know just being you know a shade of their former self I mean Roy's still fast man he was still he was still moving out there he was but I gave it to Tyson though. I I think I think Tyson could've probably really hurt him if, if it really yeah. You know, it, it took him you know, a full fledged fight, Tyson would have took-
1: And that's how I really see how fast Roy was moving. Cause I'm like <laughs> Cause Tyson was coming for him. Roy was-
0: yeah, but <laughs> well, people don't. But people don't realize. I mean, Yahoo. If you watch Tyson and as a boxer, knowing the skill of boxing, right? Every boxer has their thing. And I, yeah. my ass ain't. Well, I don't know sports, but I know enough boxers and watch enough boxing to know. Like Tyson, once you let him get on the inside, if
2: he gets you with an uppercut, it's over. Oh yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, if 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 Tyson get up on you, you can forget about it. You can forget about yeah. it. So, what style of
0: boxer are you? Because like, I've learned Floyd, being around Floyd a lot, like I've noticed mm. he's a defensive fighter. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he used to be right. real aggressive when he was pretty boy, and now, you mm-hmm. know, as my man, he's been a lot more defensive. What is your style of boxing?
2: I'm kind of like a mix between Tyson and a little bit of Mayweather and a little bit of Lomachenko. Mm. Okay, I don't know. So, yeah. uh, Did you know him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Ukrainian. hmm Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And about Floyd, you're right, man. Floyd used to beat dudes' asses. A lot of people don't know that. You know what I mean? They, they just see the, uh, the older version of Floyd, you know what I mean? But Floyd used to whoop people's ass. I'm talking thorough. But as he got older, and then you know Floyd had, had hand problems, um, he changed his style to, to being a more defensive fighter.
1: I like when you said you had to ask your mom permission to play contact sports because I'm the same way with my son. I don't want to play any football, but I did get him into boxing. What are some things you learned, some life lessons you learned just from training
2: in boxing? Oh, man, boxing teaches you so much, especially from a discipline aspect, you know what I mean? And it it gives you so many qualities um, that you can just use in regular life, you know what I mean, from discipline to being responsible to, you know, staying on top of what you need to do. Um, and being able to push through obstacles because boxing will definitely teach you how to, you know, overcome obstacles.
0: See, and one of the things now with this weight loss, you know, there's the weight loss part, and then there's the fitness part, right? And I look at boxers, I look at how you all are able to define define your bodies through the training. But I ain't gonna lie, you know, Floyd's been like, "Yo, you got to come by the gym." I am too. I'm a little nervous. I ain't going to lie, I'm a little uncomfortable because when y'all be in the gym, not only is it hard, but y'all be talking shit, y'all be criticizing, (laughs) and like my ego can't take it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it is a really, but but, but, but boxing in general, just um, conditioning for the sport of boxing really is a good all full body workout, right?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Even for your mental, like it'll build your mental toughness as well. Because the training, you know, as many times your body is going to tell you to quit, you know what I mean, but you gotta find that uh will to continue, so yeah. it builds the mental fortitude, you'll be in the best shape of your life, you know what I mean from from every aspect.
1: Have you ever trained with someone you couldn't keep up with?
2: Um that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> not really. really. I normally um it'll probably kick my ass the first day. But after I kind of go home and be like, all right, yeah. you know, the next day or the next day after that, I'll, I'll be ready to rock and roll. So, are you fifteen and zero right now? Is that your record? No, nah, I'm uh, I'm up to twenty fights now. Woo!
0: but you but yeah, you, you, joined the, you joined the IBL at fifteen and zero, then right?
2: Yeah, correct, correct.
0: Okay, yeah, so now I'm fighting for the WBC. And you're twenty five and oh, uh, you haven't lost.
2: I have one defeat. Mm.
0: So earlier this week, I posted a photo on my Instagram of me and Floyd because I was congratulating him for being inducted in the International Boxing Hall of Fame. And mm. I said on my post, I said on my post that he's the greatest boxer to ever live. And people are in the comments saying, hold on. What about Muhammad Ali? What about right. Right. And this is even a conversation that I've had with Floyd. I won't share what he said, uh, right, but right. may right. you could pretty much <laughs> figure out what he said.
2: Right, what right. Is, who who is the best boxer ever? I would say of this era, you got to you got to say Mayweather of this era. Um of all time, I would I would definitely say Ali. Mm. Really? Like, not because not because he was the the best boxer per se, but you know, just because of what he stood for and uh you know, how he fought for our people and he stood up against the the, the government. You know what I mean? Mm. So you got to be a bold man to do that. And, um, you know, so, but if we're talking of this era, you got to go Floyd uh, because Floyd is... But but doesn't it, doesn't it, um, isn't it based on the
0: person you're asking's idea or ideal of what the best boxer means? Because like some are going to say, Ali stood for social issues, whereas maybe Floyd hasn't as much uh you know uh floyd is 50 and 0 never been knocked out never lost uh and arguably has probably made more money than all of them uh, but doesn't it doesn't it depend on like what the person's ideal of what a greatest boxer would mean
2: i agree i agree and uh, and then here's a question i always ask people is you got to ask yourself well who would you rather be mm. yeah you know what i mean that's a good way to kind of measure it like would you rather be this guy or would you rather be mayweather you know what I mean if you had to switch identities and most people would say mayweather because he has the he has a what we call a triple crown and what that means is he he made the money he made his legacy and he left the sport with all five senses still intact
1: hmm.
2: yeah That's you true. know what I mean so which is which is outstanding and to be undefeated I think, like, 11 world titles or something crazy like that. Like, you, you can't you can't take nothing away from Floyd.
0: He has the theater at his house with all the belts, and they all lay in front of the screen. And one day I snuck in there. I don't even think I told him this. I snuck <laughs> in one day, one day, and I was putting the belts around my waist. <laughs> I felt built champion, like, you know? But <laughs> then I put him down real quick so I didn't get my ass kicked. But, yeah, it, 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 is, it is amazing to see what, you know, athletics does for so many of our, our people, you know what I mean? You have people now coming up in the game, like Javante Davis, he's from where you're from. And I looked at him and I'm like, yo, you remind me so much of Mike Tyson. And when you talk to him personally, he's such a cool guy, but then he's always getting into shit. And, and do you think, do you think that, do you think that, that, that conversation of, Hey, this is what you really need to do in terms of like staying focused, staying on track not allowing your stuff to get caught up in this shit that the streets used to right. is that conversation right. missing in mentoring these young boxers nowadays
2: yeah 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 it's definitely needed because you know you go from you know just a regular guy, and all of a sudden you're making a shitload of money and women and fame and all of that stuff so you you definitely need somebody that's going to tell you like look man you know this is what you need to be doing you know, this could be here today and gone tomorrow type thing. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely one of them things like, you know, the 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 boxers need that pep talk for sure.
1: Yeah. On a mental standpoint, I want to pick your brain about, you said you have one defeat. What mm-hmm. is it like to be undefeated for so long and then have that one defeat? Because I can imagine for myself, if it was me, it would be hard for me to bounce back because I probably be never expected to lose. Like, was right. that a shot to your ego or anything? What's that process when you do suffer that first defeat,
2: well, my loss didn't come from the guy that beat me. I had uh, I injured my hand, mm. and I wasn't able to continue because of the hand injury. But um, um, it's it's depressing though. You know, what I'm saying you go home and really question everything. Like, dang, is this for me? Should I keep fighting? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? But eventually, you you overcome it and you use it as a you know, fuel to just get better. And um, the loss isn't a bad thing as long as you learn from it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So next time around, you know, like, okay, you know, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to tighten up on this. I need to tighten up on that.
0: Well, damage, it's it's really bad if you know the boxer, because I ain't going to lie, when Floyd fought Maidana for the second time, that third (laughs) round, right before he went out, he got clipped right on the side. And you and you yeah. up close and you see that sweat fly off the head, you like the absolute gonna be real fucking different this fight. You know what yeah. I mean? Because <laughs> somebody, like, somebody like, you know, when you're fighting, I'm sure, you know, depending on who you're fighting, fans will show up for you or they're gonna show up for the other person. And nine times out of ten with Floyd, it was always people showing up to see him lose. And so the room, the room is like begging you to get knocked the fuck out. Mm -hmm. And and then when you get hit, that one good hit, you like, oh shit, let's all just (laughs) go get a
2: soda and act like we didn't see it. You know what I mean? All right. Thanks. No, you that fight was scary. That fight was scary. I know the punch that
0: you're talking about. But I will say out of all athletes where I have a, a great deal of respect for boxers and for people that do what you do is that, to get in that square circle and have the courage to know that the person ain't trying to run past you and slam a ball in a hole. The person ain't trying to run past you and t- and put a ball on the grass. They trying <laughs> to knock you the fuck out. You He's know, and, have, and to have that endurance and that yeah. mental uh, strength to stay disciplined and focused and just study the person's body and how they're going to throw it at you really does take a certain level of discipline that has to be respected. The
2: part that's always... You know, like a, um, that it's like a reality check is like, right. So when you're signing the fight contract, it says on the fight contract, <laughs> in the event tonight you are killed Damn. or terminally injured, you know, you're waiving all your rights and this and this and this. So like you said, it, it just takes a lot of courage to sign your name on that dotted line and then go get in that ring, no matter what level you want.
1: I've always been curious, how much does the crowd play into the boxing experience? Because I know what it does for basketball and football, but when it comes to boxing, are y'all even hearing the crowd? Because I know people are
2: screaming, cursing. You yeah. know, Do y'all even hear that? You know, that's a good question. Um, In the beginning, you do. So, like, while you're doing your ring walk, but once you get into the fight itself, <laughs> and y'all get the scrapping, yo, you don't even hear the people anymore. You know what I mean? It's like um, you you're so zoned into the fighter and who you're fighting and what you're trying to do, you don't even hear the people anymore. Yeah. It's almost like it's just you and him in the room, and it's so loud in there. And and
0: um, it's so interesting. I got I at uh the Conor McGregor fight, I had a press credential, but mm-hmm. Floyd is my friend, so I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the press corps, and I'm like, kick that motherfucker's ass. They're like, you're not. The <laughs> You're not supposed to be rooting for anybody. I'm like, (laughs) it is what it is. But, you know, I, I just have so much respect for what you do because I know the discipline it takes and I know the hard work and the dedication to becoming the best. You don't become a champion and you don't, you know, have as much success as somebody like you has, unless you are that disciplined. Now, let me let me ask you about because I know your mother was a healthcare care worker um, and we're living in the midst of a pandemic and she unfortunately has passed away. Um, sorry about that. And you, now there, there are a lot of healthcare workers with families and loved ones like you and like your mother who are are on the front line in the middle of probably most chaotic thing we've seen in our lifetime. When, when you think about the healthcare workers, do you think about your mom and what thoughts go through your head?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um you know, I can I can't imagine what they're going through and you know, through this pandemic and you know, it it's 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 unfortunate, you know, that's ha- what's happening to everybody and if my mother was here right now, you know, I I definitely would not want her in that field because I I just know how rough it is right now. But um, just seeing what everybody's going through, it definitely, you know, makes me think about her. And, you know, um, you know, if she was still alive, you know, she would be playing a huge part in what's going on right now.
0: So when when your relationship with her, did that play any part in who? Because you seem like a very well put together guy. Um, And I'm talking to the person, not the boxer. Did did she play a part in who you turned into as a man?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because you know my pops were not around, so mom's was was everything. You know what I mean? I think she, I think her greatest investment was me and my brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she, you know, she didn't, she wasn't able to accomplish certain things, or you know, so she kind of poured everything into me and my brother.
0: Mm. So uh, going back to your early career as a police officer in the midst of the pandemic, we've also seen the murder of George Floyd and a lot of uh, black men at the hands of uh, unarmed black men at the hands of white police officers. As a police officer, did you ever encounter situations where police officers were a a little too aggressive with people of color or did did you feel that that was the environment or do you think we're not giving police officers a fair
2: chance? I think that um, the, police of, the police department definitely needs a wake-up call for sure, you know what I mean? Um, what they're doing to the people is, is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So uh, I definitely support you know the cry out that we're putting out you know to end police brutality and to end you know the injustice that they're doing to the people, because a lot of cops are just abusing their power. In my opinion.
0: As a black man who was a police officer, do you believe that more black people should become police officers to change it on the inside? Or is that even possible?
2: I think you know what? That's a good question. I think we should. I think we should. I think we should get get involved with everything we can get involved with, from politics to um, police to whatever. I think we should get involved with everything and then, you know, control it from the inside out. That's the smart way. Did you
0: leave the police department to follow your, uh, to pursue your passion for boxing? Like what was that transition?
2: I did. I did. Um, when I first got offered a deal um, to box full time, at first I was scared because I was like, man, you know, I just got this job. I ain't trying to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, my mother going to kill me when she found out I left. <laughs> you know, my mother was so proud. So, um, but yeah, I did. I did, and, and it and it turned out for the best.
1: I wanted to know, you know, that transition. I know it's probably like a scary one. What was that first fight like? Was it? Did it feel like a, a release of energy? Were you
2: Were you nervous? Yeah, you definitely nervous. I don't care who it is,
0: Floyd.
2: It don't matter. You're always nervous because you're walking into the unknown. You know what I mean? You 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 know you prepared. You know you trained you know, you did everything you were supposed to do, but it's still that possibility of, you know, I could get hurt tonight or, you know, he could throw a punch that I just didn't see or a punch that I just mistimed or misjudged. You know what I mean? It's always that possibility. And that's what always makes, you know, the fight scary because you're walking into the unknown.
0: When when Victor Ortiz kissed Floyd and Floyd hit him right at the uh, bell, and knocked his ass out, and said, "Hey, you're supposed to protect yourself at all times." Right. Uh, you know, part of me was like, "Yo, that was some chicken <laughs> shit." Then, uh, <laughs> but then, but then the other part of me was like, "That's the perfection of being a champion and knowing the sport, and knowing that timing, and knowing, you know what I mean? Like, you're not yeah. in there as friends as much as you are being, you know, respectable. Uh, right. When you when when a person hits you, what makes you not go?" Yo, I'm about to fuck you up. You know, like, because, and then right, just pop right, right. and just start swinging.
2: Right. You got it. Because, because you, it's almost like you got to keep your cool because you know, like, there's so many factors going on. You're saying to yourself, okay, I got a certain amount of energy. I can't burn all of that out. You know what I mean? So you, you're trying to gauge how much energy you have, you know, how many, how much, how hard you could fight through the rounds without gassing out. Then you don't want to get clipped on the way in. You know what I'm saying? So It's just so many factors that you're thinking about. No, you're like, no no, no, no. You don't want to get Nate Robinson. You don't want to get I, Nate Robinson. I was just about to bring up Nate. I want to
1: know, man, like, you if you was to... his trainer, what is some advice you would have gave to Nate? Because he was just running in there. As a as a person that I'm not a boxer, if I was to go in the ring, what are some simple things I should be doing to make sure I don't get Nate Robinson? Making, right, sure, there's, so
0: making sure there's a pillow nearby.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was so bad, yo, it was so bad. Because um, crazy thing is, I looked at some of his training. I told my brother before the fight, I said, yo, I don't, I don't think he going to make it. Yeah. So, <laughs> So you've seen it before it happened. You've seen this happening. I've seen it I'm coming. Say, so you can
0: see the uh, – because uh, you know the skill. You could see the tape right. and go, nah, that ain't going – to I was
2: like, he ain't going to make it. I told my brother, I said, yo, I got a good feeling Nate ain't going to make it. So um, what Nate got to do is <laughs> <laughs> he got to start from the beginning again. You know what I'm saying? He got to get back. He got to get back and get in that gym and work on his craft. He got to relax because he was just, he was just running nah, in, running nah, in. Nah. We We didn't see the nigga relax. We need to see the nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he was acting, he was running, he was fast. We got to yeah, give he- him the props to where it said He was very fast. He was. he was, he was. He was trying to get that, I don't know where he thought he was at. Like he was trying to do the basketball mix with a little bit of boxing. I was like,
0: yeah,
2: ah, yo. Nah, man, that ain't gonna get it done.
0: Now, so, now after, you know what he reminds me of. I don't know if you remember the fight with uh, Mike Tyson and Spinks back in the days. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I do, I do. That
2: was, that was a pretty quick situation, like that one. I do, I do. I knew, I knew Jake was gonna put them together. Even when I seen him just practicing, I said, "Yo," I was like, "Why does team do this to that man? Put that man in his fight." But I mean, he thought he could do it. So, you know, I still give, you know, hats off to him for, you know, making the attempt, but he gotta he gotta get in that gym. But see, in boxing, you can't really underestimate a guy, cause
0: I'll tell you, you know, I said I just lost ninety-six pounds. I was ninety-six pounds heavier sitting ringside at the Anthony Joshua fight with that guy, uh, the the heavyset Mexican guy, you know, and when, and and yep. and by the second round, I was looking at the team Joshua like, uh,
2: we're not going to make it to the club tonight. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, was, I called that fight, too. I was, matter of fact, I was cooking on the grill. <laughs> and I was like, yo, don't be surprised if Andy get him. And everybody was like, nah, yo, Andy fat. Yo, he out of shape. I said, yo. I said, but Andy, Andy has skills.
0: Andy got him. Yo, Andy had fat guys like me walking out at the concession like, what? <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? He gave us all a lot of confidence, but, Anthony, with, but that goes back to the discipline. You know, he's since come back and beat him, and he's now, he just won another fight recently. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that discipline, he was, he was training in Miami out of his element. He was fucking around with them girls, having mm-hmm. sex it right before the fight. Like, if you want to yeah. be a world champion, you have to be able, and I'm sure you have, ha- had a lot of sacrifices, right, to be able to stay on your A-game.
2: Oh, yeah, big time, big time. Like, while, while everybody's partying and hanging out and doing whatever, you got to go to the gym. It has to be a part of your lifestyle. I, you know, I have friends who come to me and they like, yo, I'm trying to get in the boxing. And I, I explain it to them like, man, look, like, you know, you're going to have to do a lot of sacrificing, you know, while your homeboys is hanging out, you got to be working out. It has to be a lifestyle thing. It has to be a part of your life every day. It's almost like a relationship
1: when it comes to that lifestyle right what what's something mm-hmm. that that you have to cut out right before a fight that 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 really hurts you the most you're like oh, I don't wanna stop eating this ice cream or what's that right. one thing where it's like i gotta give Let's this see.
2: up before the fight unless we yeah. can't be fucking Mm-mm. that's that's a no you know what I'm saying what does that do why because it uh it makes your legs weak oh. and then some people think that's like a myth, but it's really true. You didn't see Anthony Joshua's knees shaking like he was walking down an alley. I said I said, yo, he must have got some ass or something before the fight because like round two, he was out of it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Round two, two, big Anthony Joshua is a big boy.
0: Them legs legs were shaking the way mine would if I was in the ring with Yahoo, Floyd, Mike, or or you damaged. It was bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, you got to cut that out. That's for sure. Like, you got to give yourself at least, like, five days, six days. It, you know what I mean? So um, your legs can be strong. Also, it'll it, it drain your, uh, like, your stamina, too. Like, you, you'll feel just more tired than usual. You know what I mean? So some people think it's a myth, but it, it's, it's really a thing. And um, that, and you just probably got to just cut back on, like, you know, you can't, You can't indulge in certain foods that you want, and you know, you can't eat cheesecake and pizza and all that stuff. So, you kind of want to make sure you're eating kind of clean leading up.
0: So, now earlier, when we were talking about the precision that it takes in a ring to make sure you don't get knocked out, you said basically. Um, you got to keep it cool. And now you're keeping it cool with Rita's Italian Ice. And I don't know what that is. And we had a big <laughs> old debate about what it is. We Googled it. I saw what it is. How would you yeah. describe Rita's Italian Ice? Because I'm from Philly, bro. So I was trying okay. to put them on. Okay. Okay. Yes. yes. No, no. We're not trying to put them on. we're not going to do that. I said, damage. What is Rita's Italian ice? She were like, "Nope, can't really explain it." I was like, what you <laughs> but, "But I know, you're, I know, you're getting into the business and franchising it now." So, uh, what? Explain it. What is Rita's Italian ice? Rita's
2: is that crack. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking like ice cream at its finest, Jason. You feel me? Good flavor to it. Like you could tell this is made out of some good shit. And, and Jason, lie. you Italian man, so you are supposed to know what Italian ice is?
0: <laughs> oh, so if you ask somebody what uh, orange chicken is, they're supposed to know what it is because they're Chinese what kind of shit. Is that? I- I'm be real with you, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know RC I going you to know, trade the get the arms sauce. <laughs> but I but I know when I mentioned that you were getting ready to get into this business and franchises uh the, you know damage was like oh that shit fire. everybody everybody love that and I'm like damn what is, I'm mad that I haven't now I don't need ice cream now but I'm I'm mad that I have it that I haven't
2: had the chance to try it. So you're opening this up in Baltimore? Yeah, yeah, my my location opens up uh this March coming up. Oh, nice. So I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the Baltimore rotunda. That's amazing. So It's like a, it's like an attraction uh, area in Baltimore.
0: Why did you decide that you wanted to get into that? Is that just more of like that's what you love it and so why not own what
2: you love? Well, I originally was going to do Auntie Ann's, and then I was going to do like some uh trucking, like get into the trucking business. but when my mother the day my mother died, she asked for readers. Mm. Mm. she it was like it was like one of her last requests. I asked, I said, what do you, what do you want? She said, I want cotton candy readers. And that's, that was kind of like the driving force. I was like, okay, I'm going to go do a readers.
0: And that's what I love about you as a businessman, because I know you, you beat me to Forbes, you're in Forbes. And you talk about not wanting to just be the richest athlete, but also to be a businessman. Why is that important
2: to you? Um, Because I want to pass something down, you know, when I have kids and all that good stuff, you know what I mean? When I was a kid, I used to always like look at like Will Smith and all that, you know what I mean? I used to always be like, you know, I used to always tell my mother, like, that's my my father. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. It wasn't because he was a celebrity, but I just looked at the opportunity that his children had, you know, because of, you know, the things he did. And I was like, man, I want to be like that. You know, I want to be able to pass something down and, you know, make it a little easier for my kids, you know.
0: So earlier I said that you look like you've been training, uh, and you have a fight coming up in January, on January 8th in Texas. So that's probably why you look like you're ready to get in the ring today. Tell me about that fight. Oh, yeah. Who your oh, fight yeah, yeah. yeah. Um your
2: Yeah, they're getting the opponent situated now, but uh, the fight is definitely happening. Um, January 8th, I'm fighting in Houston. And uh, this fight is the lead-up fight to my championship fight with the Ooh. WBC in February.
0: And that's where you're fighting Sergio Ramirez. But you know you're fighting him because what he holds the belt. Why wouldn't you know who you're fighting now? How does that work?
2: So when we're trying to get a fight in between, the promoter has to like go through a list of fighters and ask them, do they want the fight? So you're going to get some guys, they're going to say, no, you're going to get some guys that's like, yeah, then you got to get some guys, you know, they're going to want, you got to negotiate the money and all of that stuff. But eventually they will you know, find somebody uh that'll take the fight. And then um after that, yeah, I'm fighting Sergio Ramirez. The the belt was vacant. So, mm-hmm. um the WBC um contacted me and contacted Sergio, asked us did we wanna, you know, fight for the vacancy and uh I took the fight. Well who left it vacant? Was that Mark Boys belt? No, nah, it was vacant, uh I don't know who had it prior. I'm not sure. But um he know who he like I'm about to have it next. <laughs> Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it because the WBC is the most prestigious sanctioning body in all of boxing. So, uh when I had the opportunity, I was like oh, I got to take it.
0: Okay, and so now I know you've been vocal about the WBC splitting up the heavyweight um the heavyweight uh belts, right? I mean, they've split up into two divisions or how did they what did they do?
2: Yeah, they're splitting the heavyweight division up into two divisions. So it'd be like a heavyweight and kind of like a super heavyweight, mm. which I think is necessary. Yeah. Because Joshua, them dudes is huge. You know what I'm saying? Like, huge. huge. Tyson Fury, dude like, the dude is like seven foot 280.
0: <laughs> okay, so, that, that's so, so the size is what would make them the height and the weight or is it the height and weight that would make them a super heavyweight
2: yeah the weight so what the wbc is trying to do is make heavyweight from 200 to 220 and then anything over 220 would be considered as like a, a super heavyweight that makes sense which, which which should be fair because you can have a heavyweight let's say he's 205 pounds and he's fighting Fury who's 280. Seven he, can't, he can't win. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, even if he's skillfully better than Fury, Fury I has you had the fat guy beat up Joshua, though. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. That is true. It's just it just makes the fight so much tougher when you're fighting a guy that's, you know, sixty pounds heavier than you. That's that's a lot of weight.
1: Yeah, and we right. are the fans, we don't want to see a, a slaughter fight. You don't want to see somebody right. just get mopped in the ring. Like nobody wants yeah.
2: to go watch that. Yeah, that's that's he's too big. You know what I mean? It's 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 one of them things where like you're hitting this guy and he's just taking it because he's he's 70 pounds heavier. But when he hits you <laughs> shit, <how> you? <laughs> you know what I mean? He fucked you up because
0: he got he got almost hundred pounds on you. All right. So after this fight in January eighth in Houston, Texas, then you fight in Sergio Ramirez. You get the belt. What are you looking forward to in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two in terms of who else you'll be fighting besides COVID? Um,
2: I want to fight uh mm-hmm. Uh I can't think of his first name. He is like a foreign name, but I want to fight McAbu, uh Maybe end of the end of twenty twenty
0: one. Okay. So, is yeah. boxing different now, though, with COVID? Like, what are they doing leading up to? I know I'm sure you got to do a lot of testing, but is it, is, uh, how, what is the environment going to be like? Cause it's going to be different, not really. Well, is Texas open? So there'll be
2: fans there, right? Yeah. Texas, Texas is kind of doing, that's why we kind of picked Texas because, you know, they're allowing a the crowd and, uh, you know, you got fans there and all of that good stuff. Um, I just hope we can get back to normal because, I mean, Texas and Atlanta is normal right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts, facts. You can go to Atlanta, COVID ain't even there. <laughs> oh, they. I had a friend
0: of mine was at the strip club the other day, and she. I'm gonna put her name out there, Sky from Black Ink. Her ass was at the club, and it was like strippers in the background, bottle girls. Uh, everybody was flipping. I'm like, what are y'all doing?
2: And yeah, man. one of my one of my homeboys, he boxed out of Atlanta, and. Um, you know he had like posted his fight, and it was like a packed arena, and everybody <laughs> was partying, having a good time, and they holding the cup up. Like I'm like, yo, what is going on? <laughs> but you're gonna, you're gonna be
0: safe though. You're gonna make sure that you're safe, right? And you get That's in there. True. Okay. Absolutely. All right. absolutely. So, so we got Rita's Italian ice. We got you knocking people out in the rain. We got you potentially. Uh, uh, conditioning Nate Robinson for his comeback moment. What <laughs> other, what, uh, what other business endeavors as a businessman, entrepreneur, are you looking forward to in the future?
2: Um, I'm trying to uh, dive into some real estate now. So, nice. um, yeah, that's my next move, looking into commercial uh, real estate. I mean, that's smart, because you're
0: always going to have money.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. I tell people all the time, like, yo, you got to get with the commercial real estate. So I'm trying to look into that and um, land, all those kind of things. I just think more
0: black people should really understand, like, you make money money to invest and make more money. You don't make money to spend money,
2: you know? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. For sure. And uh, I had to learn that, you know what I mean? Um, Because when I first started making money, you know... yeah, you know, I was doing it, you know what I'm saying? Jewelry, this, you know, shorties, you know what I'm saying? I was doing it. So, so But I looked back on it, I was like, damn, you know, I looked back and I was like, Yo, I ain't got nothing to show for all the money that I spent having a good time. Yeah sitting up there.
0: You, you be, if, you ain't, if you ain't smart, you'd be sitting up there looking like uh, Adrian Broner. I mean, he was in court telling yeah. the judge he didn't have no money, and I don't know how, why you're laughing, Damage. I'm keeping the $1,000. Like, not i am laughing because I remember that video.
1: He was rubbing his pockets. He's like,
0: judge. I mean, I got friends with money. It was like... <laughs> but, but, but As an man. athlete, don't you always think about that? Like, you don't want to be on top and then lose it all, right? Because then it all meant right. nothing.
2: That's right. That's right. I, I've seen guys who, you know, was doing a thing, man. And then next thing you know, they, they um, you know, they back to square one with nothing. You know what I mean? I used, I used to see, I forgot what boxer it was, but he was like a legendary champion. And somebody saw him somewhere. He was like a janitor. Hey, man. You know, and I was just like, yo, it can't be me. You know what I mean? It cannot be me. So
1: all and the keeping, up. keeping plays good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, not better than a not better
1: than world champion boxing. Let me mean, tell you this. If it's all over today, I'm gonna be a janitor too. Just letting
0: you know. <laughs> That's the first thing
1: I'm going to do. They pay all
0: right. Let me, let, me be, let me be clear. I for 10 years before entertainment, I represented healthcare workers, and a lot of them were janitors. And so mm-hmm. i I'll go back, I'll go back to negotiating their contracts. I have no problem with that. I have a lot of respect for Jens because I'm going to tell you, I don't have the patience for cleaning up other people's shit. That's why I got out of the union. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but let me let me say uh to all the women who are watching and saying, oh, my God, that's a melanin king. Is he single? I ain't worried if he's not. I'm still ready to slide in his DMs. Are you single dating? Open to dating? What are you? What's what's going on?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got somebody in my life. I got somebody in my life. And uh you know hopefully I'm you know I'm trying to try and do the family thing you know right. I'm trying to trying to be domesticated. That's okay. right. I'll cool. be domesticated. Well, yeah, we, put yeah, your, you
0: know. we, we put up your Instagram they're going to still slide in your DM anyway. People don't care these <laughs> people. That's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where can people see the fight on January 8th?
2: Um I don't have any links to it yet, but I'm going to definitely have some soon. And, you know, I'll shoot it out to everybody to where they can watch it at. And um, I know I'm going to definitely post it, you know, um, to the fight. So Um, and I know that uh, the fight for the WBC will be televised. Uh, We don't know who's who's going to pick it up yet, but closer to that, we'll know. Well, listen, we've had
0: your Instagram handle up throughout the whole show, so people will follow you, and hopefully they uh, stay locked in what you're doing. And if I ever get to Baltimore, I'm going to have to try some, uh, some Rita's Italian really? I ain't, ain't going to eat the whole thing. Wait off me, but I'm I'm going to come by and support.
2: Yeah, it's official. it's official. It's official. We even got um, ice cream for dogs. It is.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. You you could feed that to damage the way I hear out here treating all these women. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dam- Damage is a stand up guy. I'm just talking shit. All right. Well, look, thank you for coming <laughs> on. Show, bro. Let's let's stay connected and good luck on the eighth and good luck with the WBC title because uh I've held one of them belts. they pretty damn impressive. I just didn't get to take mine off. Oh,
2: yeah. The WBC wears <laughs> that, man. The WBC. So, th- yeah, this one's for the regional portion of it. And I'm going to just keep working my way up. All right. Cool. All right. Well, let's stay connected and take care. All right. You too. You too, Jason. You too, Damage. All right, we out of here.
0: Peace. All right. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on.
1: And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back.
0: And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace. Mm -hmm.